thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Download the app today. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Ho, 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 and welcome to 100 Not Out on this very special Christmas Day edition. Marcus Pierce here with you to help you celebrate Christmas on this weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Tell you what, it's been a hot Christmas here. It is peak Christmas in the Pierce family house. Four kids, 13 and under. They are absolutely ripping apart their gifts right now. But, of course, the man celebrating Christmas like no other. He is hot in the kitchen right now preparing <laughs> a big Christmas meal. It's Dr. Damien Christoph. Happy Christmas to you, legend. Merry Christmas to you too, Piercy. Uh, what a great day, favourite day of the year, and uh, what a crack out. We, and here we are, having a little chat. We're going to be talking about all the great things um, that are going to happen next year. What a great, what a great day. What a great day. Um, any special presents that you can tell us about? Oh well, of course we're recording this live on December twenty-five, and uh, yeah. it's you know it's the first Streaming thing live. I did after Streaming after live. Yeah. Uh, the stuff with the kids. Yeah, so um, I I would t- say that uh, yeah, no, nah, W won't hear this. Yeah, there would have been I think some soccer related gifts in there for the boys, and some horse and music related gifts in there for Maya. Nice. And I uh, just got to work out what I'm gifting myself. Maybe a trip to oh. Ikaria and Sardinia with you in 2024. Oh, that'd be great. It'd be good if you can get there. So, uh, yeah, gift yourself that. That'd be so handy. <laughs> I'd, love, I'd love it if you turn up. It'll be much, much better if you're there as well. So, yeah, well done, Piercy. Um, that's excellent. Lots of clothes in our household, lots of different clothes options. and uh, Which yeah, I get Jackson. to benefit from in about three or four years once you've yeah, that's right. yeah, I'll take, times and then you I'll take good care of it. Do you, like this, shirt? Of it? Do you yeah. like this shirt that I'm wearing at the moment, Piercy? It is so good. It'll be yours. Perfectly in a couple of years. Yeah, it'll be yours soon. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Beautiful. Love having friends like you. So much more fashionable than I am. Uh, (laughs) I won't ask you if you like my t shirt. Hey, um, now. It looks like one of mine. Yeah, maybe it was. Um, I'm just looking at my the rest of my clothes going, have I got anything of Damo's (laughs) on? I did wear one of your shirts to your 50th, which I love. Hey, um, 2024, yeah, is almost upon us. It was that Peter Jackson one that. Oh, that's way too small for me. Yeah, 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 yeah I couldn't yeah, put yeah. that on. Yeah. Um, this is an episode we love to do, and I am I, I feel like I can contribute to this episode more this year because I've been having some conversations with people. This is the trends episode of health, wellness, longevity, and so on. There's a lot, mm. I think, because medical longevity is really beginning to rise in society, that there's a yeah, there's a real conversation around longevity trends and not just health and wellness trends. We used to talk yeah. about diet trends and exercise trends, but perhaps not much more than that. Whereas yeah. now with technology, there's um, there's um, yeah, wearable tech and with longevity, there's all types of biometric data that you could get insights on to test your longevity, not just your biological clock, but yeah. all other things. Um, so this is going to be an exciting one. First of all, uh, you've nailed it 100%. Uh, as you always do, the trends that you mentioned last year have all come to pass this year. You mentioned keto, bang, bang, yeah. 100%. Um, you mentioned the decline of certain diets and movements, which I encourage other people to go back and listen to. You mentioned the decline of some 
group fitness classes, which I won't mention names, but has well and truly been happening as people begin to recognize that they can't quite keep up with the allure of a certain profile. Um, tell me what you're thinking about for 2024. And, and you know, I'd kind of like to know, does it fill you with joy or does it fill you with cynicism? Um, because this is the the interesting part about trends. You always can't begin to escape the uh, commercial element behind one. Well, 2024, I reckon PC will be the year of the digital data, like the uh, the digital um, immersion. And, and what we'll see is that not only will people be wearing Aura rings and whoops and um, getting the most up-to-date garments and the new Apple Watch and that sort of stuff so that they can get their health data, um, you're going to start to see people using apps that give them more information. So you're going to see a lot of people wearing blood sugar glucose monitors. Um, and so the, they get real-time data um, about their blood sugar levels because they have this little machine that's plugged into their biceps or into their tricep, um, and it just feeds information into their phone. Um, and I, I'm not too sure who's championing that. Um, it sounds like a Dave Asprey thing or somebody like that who's all about trying to hack their way and and find a way to measure longevity. Um, and and I think I'm really nervous about that one. And the reason why I'm really nervous about it is because it's in its infancy and it's such high-tech, um, very specific data that let's say, for example, someone, a scientist, I'm just going to say it's a scientist, but it would be a group of scientists, has decided that this is the normal reading Anytime you fall outside that normal reading according to what the normal reading is compared, you know, that's been set by that scientist, every time you're outside of that, whether you're under it or over it, you're going to get notification and you're going to be left wondering and, and you know, anxious and concerned about what it is that you ate or that you did or how you're feeling, the stress you've got, why your cortisol levels are high, why is your adrenaline low, you know, why am I craving food? What, did I, what I ate protein? Why has my sugar levels gone up? You know, maybe I do have diabetes. Oh my God, I better go see the GP. And, you know, so you start to get down rabbit holes. So this is a concern for me, um, mainly because data needs to be interpreted in context. Mm-hmm. And when people just use data indiscriminately, um, they can make some big, bad mistakes and errors of judgment just because the context. Um, the context can alter the way in which the numbers are read. So, um, I, I just I'd, I'd caution people with that. This is this is worthy of a of a an extra discussion here. So, what you're saying is that putting the data in the hands of the public and the amount of data, like the quantity and all of the different readings that we may not understand, but then the generic suggestions of, like you said, high blood sugars here and then. Um, you know, high cortisol here, and then and then the public through their own, again, lack of understanding of what it all means, that can yep. just raise their anxiety. Which again, when then we start talking about mental health, um, yeah. in relation to an overwhelm, a bombarding of data that that was once really just in the domain of health practitioners that had been studying for years, yep. um, and actually understanding what it means and knowing what's caused for panic and alarm, essentially understanding the triage impact of data interpretation and knowing when to take a, take a certain behaviour. Whereas now what you're saying, putting all of that data in the hands of the public yeah. doesn't empower them in the way that it's it's been marketed as a empowering type, uh, I suppose, device or setup. 
in order yeah. to get to know your real health. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it actually puts people into a, a, a dangerous predicament. Like a very, it's concerning because, you know, just because I've read a book or I've I, I read um, what's Scotty Pape's book? Yeah, the Barefoot Investor. Barefoot Investor. Just because I read that doesn't mean that I should be your accountant. Um, and so, um, <laughs> you know, kind of that rings true for this as well. Just because you've read or listened to a podcast on health and well-being and longevity doesn't make you qualified to understand the data and its impact and what it really means. Yeah. So I offer the same advice when it comes to nutrigenomic profiling and epigenetic testing and microbiome testing and all that sort of stuff. The data is still so new um, and our interpretation of it is evolving. And so it should be seen um, as a snapshot in time as to based on what it is that we know right now because – you know the, the data, data, data seems to be so scientific, and scientific it's sounds gone. like it's <laughs> always accurate. Yeah. Um, but that that doesn't open up for any kind of hum, human interpretation um, and then modification of delivery. So, yeah. Was it was it you that did had your genes tested? I remember you. We did an episode on this, and and I'll pull out a number, but I think you may have said at the time we only know. We've done a lot of re- like we only have ninety nine genes tested in the gene test, and, and it'll probably be a lot more now. But your test came back and said avocado is no good for demo, and and you were like, sorry, avocados. Was that you or was that someone nah, else? I think that's somebody else. Yeah, I think that's somebody else. But also, I mean, avocados based on my blood type, would, you know, are not good either. Oh, so. maybe maybe I'm getting my stories mixed. I think that yeah. might be it. It's yeah. So yeah. on a on a you know on a limited amount and genes being a good example, thousands of genes and really only a lot of heavy research done on hundreds of genes and you know that's what we know but we don't know all the stuff we don't know. Um, yeah, you're saying that's the that's the case with digital data as well. Um, yeah, there are so many metrics and there are new metrics being not created but I suppose understood and delivered to the public through technology all the time. Yeah. But it's the interpretation. Yeah, that's a really interesting. So what type of problems do you think that could cause? And 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 as I ask you that, do you think that the type of problems that we will link to? So, you know, I think a lot of people recognize that screen time, uh, the amount of screen time, particularly at night, is not great for our abilities to go to sleep. And, it's, and for some people, it's not good for their social interactions and it, can atrophy their social muscle. And I think people are coming around to that. That's not everyone, but I think we're beginning to understand the impact of, of you know, phones, you know, that's more on a negative side. There's lots of positive sides. With the digital data, which is full of buzz, um, healthy buzz, let's say, do you think there'll come a point next year or beyond where we have a bit more of a measured, you know, caution towards it? I, I don't think... I don't think the consumer is going to drive um, a caution. I think that as AI becomes more powerful um, and answers become easier to access, because Google's almost redundant because AI is so powerful. Mm-hmm. So you're going to you're going to find that people will get more accurate answers from AI, so that they'll be able to plug in their data into AI, and then that'll be interpreted, and that that has the potential to you know do the on the on online telehealth consults, you know, will, Absolutely. could be done through AI. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And so it's no longer going to be Dr. Google. It'll be Dr. AI, Dr. Chat GPT. Yeah. My whoop yeah. says this, I'm confused. What do you think? Yeah, and exactly. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. So people, I think, will get better at asking better questions and I will continue to learn and be able to provide answers that people are generally happy with. And whether or not the answer, you know, takes into consideration the context as accurately as what, you know, we would love it to, whether or not it does, um, I think people will be mainly satisfied, mostly satisfied with the information that they receive from AI. Yeah. Um, and so as a, as a result, um, many people will find themselves no longer able to um, make money from, you know, the interpretation of the data. That's fascinating. And the I think an episode for the future would be AI, AI and longevity. Um, yeah, and and what we're going to see um, moving forward there. Okay, what about we we just pair it back to the good old days and we talk about movement, um, yeah. which just requires your arms and your legs. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You know, before we strap on the the whoop or the catapult or something. Um, what do you think about? I just passed the car keys to my father-in-law Robbie. Shout out to Robbie. Yeah, um, Rob. What do you think about? movement and what's going to be dominating the landscape um in 2024 is the best ways to move and what's going to be popular with everyone so you might recall that i said 2023 will be the year of strong and long mm. and you, you love, recall and, that and when are you gonna when are you gonna dominate that because that was like your it's like damn i found of strong and long get it going <laughs> well um, a new a new exercise system has come to Australia, and it's called Stretch Lab, and uh, and people are now um, paying money to go to a um, a group based exercise class where pe- you'll be stretched. So people will just stretch you um, and stretch your muscles. Um, I think the pricing might be a little bit too expensive for that, but I think it's going to become trendy. So like every second health business, whether it be a physio or osteo. And some Kairos has a Pilates reformer table mm. bed in their practice. Mm. Um, there's reformer studios popping up all over the place. Um, and I think this will be the case with Stretch Lab, much the same as, say, F45 and the boxing one that the same company started Stretch Lab um, have, have done. Um, it'll come. It'll be big. Lots of people will do it. Um, it may have legs um, if they get the offering and the pricing right. But it may not have legs if it remains too expensive and and delivered by people that aren't adequately or appropriately um, skilled. So that's going to be interesting. So strong and long is going to be big. I think that that will continue and we'll continue to find ways to be strong and long. Um, definitely I've seen Pilates overtake yoga in terms of enthusiasm this year. Mm. Um, and so people want something that challenges their body but still feels pretty easy. You know, like you're on a reformer table or bed, it feels pretty easy, but it's definitely working you out, you know. Mm. So people like that. So there's an ease to it. You get to be on something that's yours. It's a pretty funky piece of equipment. Um, there's big mirrors and, you know, so it's, it kind of ticks lots of boxes. Uh, so I think I think we'll still see the rise of Pilates. We'll see more and more and more Pilates. Um, and then I'm, I am really hopeful that people stretching will be big. I think CrossFit's kind of gone, it's dropped about to where it's going to ever be. It's never going to be bigger. It's never going to be smaller. It's just kind of that's where it is now. It's yeah. found its spot. It's found its place. Um, F45 is all but gone, right? So that's almost gone. So group-based group based high-intensity interval training stuff. I don't know. I reckon that's almost a little bit to 2010 to 15. It's kind mm-hmm. of gone, the hit training. Mm-hmm. Um, I think – 
we'll continue to see the rise of um, fun runs and events like that because it's very yeah. inclusive. Anybody can do it. Um, that's that's going to be good. I think we'll see um, that triathlons will pair back a little bit. You'll see a lot more duathlons. You'll see run, bike, run as opposed to um, swim, bike, run. I think, you know, we're seeing a lot of um, environments changing to the extent that people can't use the oceans as well as what they used to and, and that sort of stuff. So we'll see that that's going to be different. That'll be a different landscape. That's that's fascinating. Now, this, this one is not a trend. It's well and truly here but it continues to grow and 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 the one i talk about is pickleball um oh. and it's and it's cousin uh padel but i think what we what did you call it padel isn't it just um, paddle yeah it is paddle but i kind of like padel <laughs> um, but i think paddle what too. i'm loving yeah. is that there's a lot more leisure so with yoga yeah i think leisure. a lot of people leisure. enjoy oh, pilates because it just feels more leisurely and i also think yeah. that sports teams and maybe it's just been my experience this year but i'm seeing a lot of adults join yeah. sporting clubs yeah. whether it's pickleball whether it's six aside soccer whether it's just just easy leisurely yeah fun stuff that brings you together yeah movement I'm, social I'm, combo. yeah i forgot to mention that i am starting pickleball yeah ah, there you go I'm, so, yeah i'm starting yeah so and and that'll be a nice thing to do on a tuesday night with my, my mate ben so we'll be doing that and yeah. um and that's exciting so yeah i think you're right there and and without oversimplifying and i'll probably bob in with this one each year but and again maybe this is my experience but i'm sensing and this is going to sound terrible but i just think it's happening i feel like walking is going to become the superfood of movement i feel like the most basic movement known to human beings is going to become not just trendy, but the, you talk about fun runs and all the rest of it. I mean, the most basic movement is going to become even bigger, like just running yeah. with groups of people, like yeah. walking with groups of people, um, whether it's friends, whether it's just um, fun walk, so to speak. The, the thing I love about it is that there's absolutely no reason why you can say no. Same with pickleball. Yeah. I think yeah. what people love about it is you don't have to be like good at tennis or table tennis or hockey, like it's it seems to be one of those um, sports that anyone can do and they don't yeah. feel ostracized. And that's yeah. that is a really good thing when it comes to movement because the benefits of it from a longevity perspective are just so rich. And so anything to get people moving um, for me is great. And so I'm loving I'm loving to see more approachable movement trends. Stretch lab, like. You could argue that yoga has um, people have felt, oh, you know, oh, if I if I do yoga, I might injure myself. It might be too hard. They see handstands and they see the splits and they're like, oh, that's too much. Um, <laughs> some people might even yeah. feel that, you know, uh, with reformers, like things like stretch lab. It's you know, unless you were trying to be a hero stretching your body, but like you kind of want to think that stretching is good for everyone. Yeah, like walking is good for everyone. I think that's yeah. the thing that I'm enjoying that more common sense approach. Um, me too, PC. Yeah, me too. What about food? We've got to go in a minute, um, but let's just finish off with food. Um, what's your What's your views on where food's going in 2024? I'm still a bit worried about it. Um, I'm worried from the perspective that we've still got some extremes. So um, I'd, I'd love for people to come, but I think, you know, the the Healthy at 100, you know, Netflix series, the Inside the Blue Zones stuff that Dan Butner put out to have people, you know, thinking about the Mediterranean diet. And now it's the exploration of, you know, what's the best Mediterranean diet. We did an article on that. So that's 
you know, potentially that's something that people might move back to. Yeah. But go Vita but, magazine. Go Vita magazine. Thanks, Go Vita, for your support. And then, so if we think about um, what the extremes are, people are still playing with FODMAP, people are still playing with um, nutrigenomics, people are still playing with um, the, 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 the um, what's called the carnivore diet. So there's still some extreme stuff and vegans are still kind of hanging about. So I think there'll be a bit more of that extreme stuff, um, but I'm finding more people are saying, what do I need to do with the Mediterranean diet? What do I need to be eating if I'm going to have a Mediterranean diet, what's a Mediterranean breakfast? What's a Mediterranean lunch? What's a Mediterranean dinner? So there's definitely a desire to eat better by the Mediterranean diet, not necessarily mm. Okinawan. We'll talk about that another talk time. Talk about that, but, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, the Mediterranean diet has a bit of sex appeal for sure. Yeah, well, no, I don't think you and I are going to be, compl- be complaining if that becomes um, trendy again. No. Uh, no. I think for a lot of Australians, it feels very approachable, and you can you can source local foods that fit under that Mediterranean umbrella. Um, yeah, Damo, we we are about to go and record another interview. We're going to go to shoot over to Okinawa. Uh, yeah, and this episode is going to come out in a couple of weeks, and we are going to talk on that episode about um, the Mediterranean diet, almost, and the Okinawan diet, because we are going to have a chat with Crystal Burnett on a on a um, future episode, and she works with centenarians over in. Uh, Okinawa, uh, who again love their Okinawan diet. But for now, it's time to get back to the Christmas cake. Damo's got some lemon tart. He needs to go and digest from his mum. Yeah. I'm going back to the kids. Kids and, are screaming. Uh, kids are yeah. screaming. They want me back on Christmas Day. To everyone that is listening to this on Monday, the 25th of December, biggest love and hugs to you on this Christmas Day. And we wish everyone here a incredible 2024 because the next time we are all on 100 Night Out together, it'll be in the new year. Damo, thanks for a great 2023. You are an absolute legend. I love you with all of my heart and thank you for being part of this 100 Night Out adventure. Uh, you're a legend. Thank you so much, PC, and thanks for making it so easy and for keeping everybody entertained um, this year. You're doing a great job and congratulations on your tour. Don't do it again next year. Um, do it better. <laughs> We love everyone. May the rest of your life be the best of your life, folks. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.